Welcome to Hear Me Out, My Story, Podcast. A podcast about being gay and of a certain age. Each week, we deliver the best stories of gay life after 50. Now here's your host, Dean Kroll. Hi everyone. Welcome to episode one of my podcast, Hear Me Out, My Story. In this first episode, I'm going to talk about my recent past relationship. My hope is that my story will help someone else. I hope you know that you're not alone. We all go through bad stuff and I get that. Um, I realize this is not unique to me. Uh, This relationship ended about four years ago and I think it's about time I talked about it. I was with my ex for 18 years and I think early on, one of the reasons that it worked so well is that we worked different shifts. I worked during the day and he worked at night. Um, And I think that allowed us to not spend so much time together. And, uh, you know, as the relationship went along, we eventually, you know, got a house and moved in together and he switched um, shifts so that he was working day days. So we were home together uh, weekends and evenings. And I think that's when things really started to um, kind of fall apart. Um, so one of the things that ha- that happened was that um, alcoholism runs in his family. He has, um, he's had a couple relatives who are alcoholics. And when I met him, I knew that he drank and hung out in, in this one particular bar. And I really, I, I guess I was naive. I didn't think it was that big of a deal at the time. And for most of the time that we were together, we didn't really drink and he didn't drink. Um, but something happened and um, he he had a drinking buddy who was at the time, uh, the neighbor that lived next door to us. It was actually the woman that owned the house. It was her grandson and he lived there and um, he was younger. And uh, at the time my ex was older. So this, you know, he was about 50 something. And then um, the grandson was about 20 something. So I think, you know, my ex thought it was cool I've got this drinking buddy and they would go to different places around and it started with beer and then eventually, you know, they added whiskey. And so my ex was drinking beer and whiskey and, you know, dropping whiskey in the beer and, um, they drank a lot. Um, and of course then that led to drugs. My ex was always interested in pot and marijuana. He smoked. Um, when he could get it. I was never happy about that because I've never really been cool with um, drugs and smoking and um, things like that. So he started with pot. He started growing some mushrooms. And then they got into some cocaine. And um, one night I came home. I don't remember where I was. But I came home through the garage and into the downstairs and um, they were snorting cocaine off the ironing board, off a piece of cardboard, off the ironing board. And I thought, 
that's white trash right there. I mean, what, what I said, I wanted to say at least go do it off the toilet tank like they do in the clubs, but um, I just couldn't believe it. And I saw it and I just went upstairs. I tried to ignore it. Um, so you see things escalated. Um, my mental health was in jeopardy and I didn't realize it living with my ex at this time. I tried really hard to keep myself together. Uh, I suffer from uh, severe depression, anxiety, um, you know, things like that. And I've had these for years, even before I met my ex. Um, but this really put a strain on me. And I think he didn't understand, or he didn't want to understand how I felt. He didn't care about anybody but himself. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, he never asked me how I was doing, never asked me how I felt, never asked me if I was doing okay. Um, he would just come home and he would complain that I hadn't cooked dinner or hadn't done this or hadn't done that, not realizing that I couldn't. There was a week I couldn't get out of bed because of the depression. And he's one of those people that would think that, oh, hey, you can just snap out of it. I'll just be happy. Uh, he, well, he didn't really care because it wasn't about him. Um, and I think that really the turning point for me, this was the, this was the Christmas Eve before I left. And I thought we'd spend Christmas Eve together. And, you know, I come to find out that he's going to spend uh, Christmas Eve over at the neighbor's with his drinking buddy, drinking, of course, and doing who knows what. And I was devastated. I didn't know what to do. I got in the car. I started driving. Um, I just drove. And then I, I started coming back to our neighborhood and... I thought I'd stop and get a coffee while Starbucks was closed. Um, the only place that was open, this was about six o'clock, was the um, the little Chinese restaurant. Uh, it's Panda Panda Express, and I'm in there texting with the suicide hotline people with this orange chicken in front of me, just crying my eyes out in this restaurant on Christmas Eve. I must have looked like a complete psycho. A complete wackadoodle. Um, but I'm very thankful to the suicide hotline people. They, The person I was talking to did give me some good advice, did help me. I wanted to drive my car. Oh, excuse me. I wanted to drive my car about 90 miles out, 90 miles an hour into a brick wall. And I told him I was, that's what I was going to do. And I had picked out the building um, because it was a, it was a place that I could get to off of the highway I could, you know, it was a long stretch and I could speed up and I could just ram right into this building and end it all. Um, but I didn't. The person helped me. Um, I felt somewhat better. I was able to at least go home, get myself together and um, try to carry on. And somewhere between Christmas and New Year's, my ex and I, we had an argument. I don't remember what it was about. He was always uh, upset because I didn't load the dishwasher a certain way, or I would cook things not the way that he would cook them. And 
he would just complain about the strangest things. Um, and we got into this argument and it got physical. And I was shaking, you know, he, well, first of all, let me tell you, he's 6'2", 300 pounds. And I am 5'10", five, five, about 220. So um, he, during this, he punched me in the eye. And while I was in shock from that, he threw me into the nightstand. Uh, and I, you know, fell kind of headfirst of my ribs onto the nightstand. And it sounded like it crunched. And I thought I broke my ribs. And it hurt so much. All I could do was lie on the floor and try not to breathe too heavy because it, it really hurt. And um, I had I waited a day or two. And then I, I eventually had to go get x-rays because I thought they were broken. Um, thankfully, my ribs were not broken. But of course, I was bruised. And the nurse practitioner at the clinic, um, she knew. She knew something. She knew exactly what happened. She'd seen it before. Uh, mostly with women, because I, th I think it goes unreported with um, same-sex couples. But she said to me, she goes, I'm going to step out of this doctor role for a minute. And she said, don't ever let anybody do this to you again. She said, I would say this to anybody, man to man, woman to woman, woman to man, man to woman. Don't let anyone hit you. Don't let anyone beat you up. And of course, you know, I'm sitting there just crying my eyes out and... um. You know, I thanked her. Um, it was nice to know that there were people out there that did care. And, um, you know, that was sometime in between, like I said, between Christmas and New Year's. So I eventually moved out at the end of March that, that following year. Um, he had this, you know, big plan that he was moving um, the drinking buddy in. And then he was going to move his friend in. Uh, I call him the chippy. And he was going to move his little chippy into the basement. And, um, you know, he I, he was supposed to collect rent from the chippy. And I said, you know, don't you think you should have a contract? And, oh, no, no, I know what I'm doing. He always knew everything and, and I knew nothing. So um, he got screwed. Chippy left and, and jilted him for about three or four months rent. Um, he totaled his car. That Feb February before I moved, um, he he bent the the tire so badly that they had to total the car, and tried to tell me that oh yeah we were um, in the car and we were only going 15 miles an hour and we we hit a curb on the ice. Okay, um, my ex could never tell the truth. I don't think he ever knew what the truth was. And then um, sometime that summer, after I had moved out. I found out that he got fired from his job and I don't know why and I don't, I don't care why. So, I mean, in some sort of cosmic way, you know, he kind of got screwed over all of that. And um, I felt like if you've ever seen the color purple, when she says to the, to, uh, to Mr. Until you do right by me, everything you even think about is going to fail. And that's what I thought about when I heard all of this bad stuff happening. And bad stuff has still happened to him. Uh, so um, he is uh, a narcissist. He's textbook narcissist. Um, he's not officially been diagnosed, but if you read, you know, the DSM 
four or five, whatever they're up to now. Um, he's textbook and he only cares about himself. If it's not about him or it's not about money, he doesn't care. Um, I watched a lot of videos from a doctor in California about narcissism. That's all her research is in. Um, I would recommend that if, if anybody wants to uh, check her out. It's Dr. Romani and she's on, she has a YouTube channel. So um, check her out. She helped, her videos helped me a lot because it's not me, it's him. And she'll tell you why uh, a relationship with a narcissist will never work. And I'm the empath. So um, unfortunately, empath and narcissist usually end up together. And then it's the empath that gets hurt. But um, yeah, so I've been on my own for about four years. And I'm finally doing well. I'm finally starting this podcast to help me, you know, work through some of my other um, thoughts and things I want to get out. And I hope this helps you. Um, I do want you to know that there's help out there. Um, like I said, the suicide hotline people, um, there's, I'm sure there's therapists, there's free counseling. Um, please, 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 if you're in a situation that's bad, please seek help. Uh, there's, there's battered, um, uh, women hotline, there's battered, you know, women shelters. Um, unfortunately we, I think as a society, we don't do enough for the LGBTQ community. Um, so there's same sex domestic violence is an issue. And one of my goals too, is to help bring a little bit more light to this because, um, we, we, as a subgroup don't handle it. Well. We don't talk about it. And then, you know, we as a culture, as a country, we don't handle it well at all. Um, so please seek help. Please talk to somebody if you are in a bad situation or you're feeling bad. Um, don't think you can, you have to do this alone. Um, I do thank you for taking a listen to this uh, podcast episode. Um, I've got some... I've got about nine more episodes <laughs> planned, so 10 total. I hope you continue to listen, uh, and I welcome any feedback. Thank you very much.